and welcome to the Back Office Podcast, your front row seat to the inner workings of successful six-figure businesses on their journey to seven figures. I'm Lyra, founder of The Homebase Worker, your guide as we delve into the unseen yet crucial aspect of businesses, the back office. We'll explore systems, workflows, and data-driven decisions that fuel the success of these businesses. So, if you're ready, let's dive in and uncover what's behind the scenes. Hello, and welcome back to the Back Office Podcast, the podcast that shines light to the real, real, real behind the scenes of running an online business operations from the lens of an online business manager, or maybe some would call it operations manager. Today, I'd like to talk about something that I'd like to say is starting to be in the forefront of the business operation conversation. It used to be something that's nice to have or something that's reserved for a more stable online businesses, but I guess more and more business owners have been realizing the importance of this, how it helps manage overhead, increase customer experience, and really just making things easy for the business owner. And I'm talking about automation. When, when I started in the online space, most business owners I work with would rather hire someone to work for them and with them to help execute things. But now I think things are really changing because automation is starting to be in the forefront before you actually hire your first VA. And that is maybe because we have more automation-enabled tools and softwares than a few years ago. And I think AI really pushed this um, automation thing forward even faster in the recent months. But when I talk about automation, what does this actually look like in an online business operations? Okay, let me pull some examples. Automation can look like clicking one button to onboard your client and then they would get everything, contracts, invoice, questionnaire, welcome kits, you name it. This can also look like having all your client data from surface level information to surveys, assignment, and being automatically populated in one go-to place. So you have a place to actually review all the data that matters to you and will help you get client results. Or it can be as simple as automatic reminders going out to both you, your client, to make sure that nothing is forgotten and have fallen through the cracks. Overall, this automation thing should help you get things done efficiently and accurately. And having automation in place also helps you eliminate human error because let's face it, when we're doing things over and over again, we feel good and confident about doing it that you know we rely on muscle memory only to find out that when we copy and paste the welcome email, it still says, hello, first name. <laughs> Embarrassing, right? This should also save you time because you're no longer spending with the nitty gritty repetitive stuff because automation means not waiting for you to get into your computer to send what you actually need to send. Your clients will have instant access from the moment they send you their hard-earned money which also means improve customer experience. And improve customer experience also means clients raving and excited to work with you. Let me share an example of 
what it looks like when I say improve customer experience and clients raving to work with you. Okay, so for us at the home base worker, our best, best, best clients are coming from referrals, hands down. And when I had my first call with this client, I actually didn't know that she was um, a referral because nobody told me. Um, apparently, my name was just randomly dropped in the conversation. But when I had my first call with this client, she mentioned that one of my other clients cannot stop talking about us because we made her business easier. I mean, I know we did that, but I didn't know that she could stop talking about us. So before we hop in that, that call, I was under the impression that this is a brand new lead. And what really pushed her to actually go into my website and click book a call is when our client said that, oh, just let Lyra and her team help you with it because now I am onboarding my clients and I just need to push a button. It turns out this client, she's actually spending a couple of hours to onboard one client before us. And she really loved the idea that all she needs to do is to push a button. Is it true? Well, kind of. She needs to do uh, like maybe two, three more clicks here and there. But her onboarding process is less than five minutes. But of course, different client, different program, different experience. So upon working together, we actually realized that we, she needs more than just having an onboarding system. Because what happened is she tried tools that someone has told her would be good to use. So at the end of the day, she has all these good systems that doesn't talk to each other. So what we did is we identify what kind of experience she is trying to create for her clients. And we find tools to align with that experience. We also try to identify client behaviors and what tools will have the least learning curve for them. In this case, for this new client, we have decided that we're going to use Python Networks combined with Dubsado. So all the boring stuff, but necessary, you know, the legal, finance, all that stuff are being done in Dubsado. And then once it's done, they get access to Mighty Networks with a step-by-step -step process, how to navigate the platform, what do you need to do next, incentivize them for doing that. On top of it, she mentioned that she wanted to have an overview where in the process the client already is at any given time. So she knows how to support them and make sure they all get results. So we also develop a database for her in which she can see which modules are completed, which quiz have been answered, how many calls they have attended, and so on. The result of this automation is actually, on her end, improving client experience. And our client, our now client, not pulling an all-nighter to actually onboard clients. It also makes things easier in the sense that when they say yes, I mean the customer, on our end, it can be just like, okay, here's a contract invoice access. What do you need to do next? And other things that you need to know about the program that helps keep the momentum 
and excitement to work with you. Does she have um, a one button onboarding system? Mm. No. <laughs> but she doesn't need a one click button at all. She just needs to send a link. And once the client pays on that link, everything kicks off, which means she is actually closing the sale right in the calls. She's so happy with this system that now we're overhauling her whole business process. And we did this for a client that she know. Like we've, we work with an onboarding process for a client that she know. And somehow my name was dropped in that conversation. Then she, re she reached out to me. We work on her process and now she can stop talking about it. She's very happy about it. Her clients are happy about it. She's getting re-signs and her onboarding process is easier um, as well, which helps both her and her clients. And now she's recommending me to a different client, which is amazing. But why do people feel like automation is hard? I have been talking about automation as if it's a piece of cake or the only solution that you need. I know I tend to do that, sorry. But if it's a good thing, why not all businesses are doing it, right? Well, I think I know the answer for that. Well, I actually have two thoughts on this. One, some people think it's expensive or sometimes they're just not willing to spend another dollar to for another software just to automate something fair if you have the time and energy capacity and if just you know one thing that doesn't happen every often yeah you don't need to automate that but i think majority falls on the second one which is sometimes they just don't know how to and this has been a conversation about me and my boyfriend some time ago because Sometimes I'm also having a hard time telling people that you just need to automate that. Um, I just can't wrap my head around sometimes why they haven't thought of automating it, especially now with tons of no-code tools available. Like You no longer need to know how to code to actually automate something. And he mentioned that it's just like programming. You need to verbalize all the micro actions that happen in any given task, which to most of us comes intuitively. Like when you see a green button, you know, to click the green button. But when you're automating it, you need to tell to click the green button. And sometimes you need to tell why you are clicking that green button or when to click that green button or when not to click. I realized that verbalizing or even fleshing out those micro action and thought process is not so easy for everyone. So I guess that's why a lot of people find it hard. But you know, automation is not the saving grace for everything. There is a lot of pitfalls um, in automating things. Like, I keep talking about automation, but trust me, it's not all rosy. Like, the common mistake trying to automate everything is overcomplicating things. Because, you know, 
Sometimes we want them to automate something, but it doesn't work. And what happens is that we find a workaround to automate for the sake of automating, forgetting that why we are doing this in the first place, which is all about making it easy and sustainable. But now because it's so complicated, it's no longer easy and sustainable. Another major, major pitfall of automating these things is not it's actually not reviewing the process. I know it sounds so simple, but it's very common. The thing is, these tools and softwares updates whether we like it or not. And you know, tech breaks all the time. So you need to make sure that you have the time and space and add it to your calendar to check in with your automation, see if they're still working, do they need to be updated, whatever you need to do. But even with those, I would still recommend to automate at least one bit of your business operations every single day. So how do you actually get started automating some parts of your business? First, let's start with putting this out there. Not every part of your business needs to be automated. Some are still best done manually due to intricacy or need for human touch. But that doesn't mean you cannot put guidelines or at least streamline the process. Manual tasks can be streamlined and guidelines are always good to have. Okay, now let's move to the ones that you can automate. Let me walk you through my process. My process is this. First, we identify what needs to be done on the daily, weekly, monthly, and basically all the routinely tasks. If you don't have a concrete idea what these are, one thing I ask my clients to do is to trap their time and see what seems to be popping up frequently. Once you have identified those, outline what that process looks like. This can be bullet points, visual workflow, whatever works for you. From there, you'll see what tools you are using and how they connect to each other. Personally, I try to minimize the number of tools as much as I can. So I would recommend to explore native integration in each app, um, which features you can actually maximize. It's very often that we don't maximize our softwares. Um, often there would be some updates that we're not always aware of. So just explore those. Maybe you can automate something from the existing tools that you are already using. If not, see if they have other third-party integrations. Some apps can be connected from with each other. For example, DriveCart has an integration with Active Campaigns, so you can just set it up, uh, set up an automated email sequence for every sale that you got. So sometimes some software has those as well. You usually would find them under um, the integrations. But if those two options doesn't work. They won't always work. I'm telling you right now. Try to see if you can make it work through Zapier or some people use Make. I would argue that Zapier is easier to use than Make. This one often does the trick. Then, you know, just try to connect those tools. Make them talk to each other. When this happens um, on this platform, then what do you want to happen in the next platform? As it can be that um, as well. Then, of course, 
test and iterate until you get the automation that you want. Do not implement any automation without testing. All right? So that is pretty much my process. That it's the process that I taught my team how to. That is the process that we follow for clients, for our business internally. And I hope that quick step-by-step also helps you kick off automating some moving parts of your business. Now, I'd love to hear from you. Do you have any automation success or mishaps? If yes, please, I'd love to know. Send them in. And also, if you have any questions on today's topic, send it to me on Instagram. It's at the home base worker, and I'll make sure to link that um, in the description as well. And I'll make sure to address your question in another episode. Okay? I guess that's it for me. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on the Back Office Podcast. I hope you found the insight shared in this episode valuable for your own entrepreneurial journey. Remember, CEOs do not run their business operations. They're not doing it all. And certainly, they're not lone rangers. They hire a solid team and delegate their operations. And that is where the home base worker comes in, providing the support you need to focus on what you do best. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on the future episodes where we continue to pull back the curtain on the world of back office operations. And if you love this episode, please, one review wouldn't hurt. This has been the Back Office Podcast. Until the next episode.